Hello, you are listening to the Faith for Life Austin podcast. Thanks for joining us today. If you don't yet know Jesus, I'm so glad that you're listening and I pray that this message will empower you to give your life to Christ. If you're just starting out in your journey with Jesus, I hope this empowers you to connect with him. If you're strong in your connection in Christ, I believe this message will empower you to follow him. So enjoy today's podcast. So as you all know, we've been talking about faith and part of faith is worship and praise. That's part of faith. So as you've been, as you are worshiping, you're actually releasing your faith. You're worshiping him because of who he is. You're praising him for what he has done. And remember, faith is taking those things which are not a reality and causing them to be a reality. So when he says that you are the healed and you don't feel like you healed, but you start worshiping for the healing that he's already given you. And you say, yes, I received my healing. Now the pain may still be there, but keep worshiping. We aren't healed because we feel healed. We are healed because the word of God says we're the healed. We are blessed because we feel blessed. We're blessed because the word of God says we're blessed. So us releasing our faith, us worshiping God is us actually releasing our faith. So now we talked about what faith is, it's confidence, trust, belief. That it is that it is bringing that which is in the supernatural over to the natural. We talked about what, you know, the word of faith. We talked about even why faith. We went on to, to even talk about the love connection, which was a big part of faith. You can't have faith without the love. And then God wanted us to circle again on a, about doubt not. Doubt not in your heart. So what the Lord had for me to share with us today is what we're going to do is faith case studies. Faith case studies. What do you mean faith case study? A case study is when you take a case and you study it and you examine it to see if, if this thing that we say is so is faith, if you do all those things, will it bring to pass what it says? Now, what I could have did is I could have went to Hebrews chapter 11, and you may have heard this before, Hebrews chapter 11 is called the Faith Hall of Fame. You know, this is where, you know, everybody wants to be, right? Do you know that you can be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, this book may be written, but that doesn't mean that you can't still be in the Hall of Fame. And you know, it's not based on your size, your height, your strength, your, your looks. It's not based on that, but it, it has to do simply with you believing God. So anybody here will say, will say, I'm a Hall of Famer? Oh, thank you. Yes, I am a Hall of Famer. But are you a Hall of Famer I'm talking about? <laughs> Would you say that you're a Hall of Famer? 
And if you don't feel like you're a Hall of Famer, come on, this is now time to release your faith and say, yes, I am a Hall of Famer. Amen, praise God. So what we're going to do is we're going to take some time and we're going to look at different examples in the Bible and see what happened if they did these things and if they didn't. So do, does anyone remember the five elements of faith? Remember, you want to make sure that you have these things down. You want to type them in your phone. You want to write them down because this will let you know if you are in faith or if you're not. So the first element is hearing, right? So hearing. The next element is receiving. You know, because you can hear, but you know, we have all turned a deaf ear to something before, right? Right? So, so will, you actually, will you actually receive it? The next thing is believing. So you have hearing, you have receiving, you have believing. The next element, or the fourth element, is speaking. Okay? Speaking. And then the, next, the last element is acting. So you have hearing, receiving, believing, speaking, and acting. And these are the five elements of faith. So you may not always see them all, but you can tell when faith is enacted that, that is, is present here, okay? So what we're going to simply do is we're going to take time, we're going to look at the word of God, and we are just going to walk through there, walk through the word. So our first case study, let's go to St. John chapter 46, okay? Now, what you want to do is when you see faith in your Bible, I want you to underline it. I want you to circle it. I want you to put a star. I want you to draw attention to it. Put an arrow to it. So, so why? So you can always go back and see it. Now, I said that I'm not going to tell you about, we're not going to go through the Faith Hall of Fame. Why? Because I'm going to show you some other cases, and you will always have these lists of cases that you can always go and study at your own time. And why do we say that? Because remember, the thing of faith, the study of faith is a lifelong study, right? It's not a one-time thing. It's not a one-year thing, but it is a lifetime thing because God wants us to be examples. He wants us to be experts, I should say, in, uh, in this. So taking a look at St. John chapter 4. Let me get over there myself. Amen. Glory to God. So St. John chapter 4 and verse 46, and we're just going to simply, I'm going to simply read this and then we'll go back and take a look at it. And it says, so Jesus came again into Canaan of Galilee, where he had made water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. And when he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Say, at the point of death. Okay. And Jesus went unto him, uh, and Jesus said unto him, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. And the nobleman said unto him, sir, come down or my child die. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way, 
and thy son liveth. And the man believed the word of Jesus, the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. So now, all before this, we can see this. This guy comes to Jesus. Well, why is he coming to Jesus? Because his son is at the point of death. Now, how many of you know if someone you love is at this point, you're going to do what you need to do to get to the one who you know has the answer? Would you say that so? You're going to do it. That's why, you know, when, when people are sick, you know, when, when, when parents, their children are sick, why, they take them to the doctor. Why? Because they're saying, hey, we want to find out what's wrong. We want to check things out. There's nothing wrong with praying. Amen? There's nothing wrong with finding out what the thing is either. Right? So now, so he's coming to Jesus because he knows that Jesus can do it. But Jesus is saying, hey, you're, you're, you're looking to see something. In other words, you're not acting right now by faith. Right? Because he talk, he, he's talking about his senses right now. So he's talking about senses is not his faith. So it is, a, it is possible for a person to think that they're in faith, but they're actually in their senses. Right? So we're just going keep, to keep looking at them. Okay? So now it says, uh, verse 39, the nobleman said unto him, sir, come down or my child die. And Jesus said unto him, go your way, your son liveth. Now, think about this. He just said, my child is about to die. Jesus said, go your way, your son liveth. What has changed? What has happened? The only difference from when he said something was that Jesus said something. That's the only difference. That's, that's, that's the only difference. So now he has a decision. How many know that faith is a decision? Why do I say that? Because when he says I'm the heel, but there's still a pain in my arm, I have to decide if I choose to believe him or if I believe the pain in my arm over him. Come on, we're seeing this stage study. Can you see this? All right, so, so that's all that's happened. So we see the word of faith go forward now, right? So we're talking about the different things. So we've got the word of faith. So what happens after the word of faith? It says in verse 50, and the man believed the word. Verse 50, and the man believed the word that Jesus had spoke to him and he went his way. So here we see the word. We see he believed it. So he got in faith. He hooked up to the word train, right? He hooked up. The word was driving it. He hooked up to the train and then he said, he went his way. But nothing different had happened but just the word. So he chose to believe the word. He hooked up to the word. Jesus told him, okay, he's walking away. Now he remember, his son is at the point of death. All right, so we, we, let's get this picture. And now when he had gone, and now when he had gone down, his servant uh, got, met him and told him, your son liveth. 
What? Because he believed the word and went home, now his son is living? See, faith doesn't always make sense. But faith makes good. <laughs> faith doesn't always make sense, but faith makes good. All right, so now, so this guy is, let's see what else this guy says. And then the father inquired of them of the hour and when he began to heal. And they said unto him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left. Woo! The fever left. So I believe when he turned and took that first step, the fever left. Why? Because he, he left on the word. The word was enacted. His faith energized it. You know, that step energized it and now it has now gone to his son the fever is now broken and now his child is living doesn't make sense but it makes faith and faith makes good amen <laughs> come on this, this, you see in this case study is that so the father knew that it was the same hour in which Jesus said to him, thy son liveth, and he himself believed and his whole household. One act of faith not only changed his life, but his family's life. Woo! One act of faith by you can not only change your life, but your whole family's life. Amen? Come on, this is good. This is good stuff right here. All right, so now, that's, that's one case study there. Now, what, what did we see in there? We saw the word, right? We saw the word. We saw that he heard the word, right? He received the word. How do we know he received the word? Because he believed it. You can't get to believing if you don't receive. Right? Now, we, we, don't, we don't see the speaking, but we see the acting. He makes the step, and then his son is healed. As a result, not only does he live, but also his, his whole family is saved as well. So let's take a look now at St. John chapter 1. St. John, John chapter 9, verse 1. Again, we're doing some case studies. We're taking our time. We're looking, we're circling, we're examining what causes faith to, set calling faith to work. And then when it doesn't work, did they apply the principles of faith? I know it may not seem, whoa, yeah, yeah, that's exciting. But it is once you get it and you're able to walk in faith on purpose. Amen? Again, faith does not always make sense, but Faith always makes good, all right? So now let's look at St. John chapter nine and let's look at uh, verse one. And it says, and as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him saying, master, who did sin, uh, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? So now they, let's stop here for a second. They were right in saying that sin caused the blindness, 
but they were wrong in trying to connect it with someone. Just because a person gets sick doesn't mean that they sin. Just because a person is in poverty doesn't mean that they have sinned. See, the thing is, when Adam sinned, he opened the door to allow sin into the world. So now sin is in the world and it's working in the earth. It's at work in the earth all the time. It's moving in the earth all the time. And as a result, things happen. Well, God, God, you hear what do people say now? Why did God call that, per, that baby to be born blind? It's because they don't know. Matter of fact, it talks about in, uh, I believe it's Matthew chapter 8, that it talks about that, it talks about this, this woman, she, she was bent over, she was bent over for 18 years. Right? And come on, imagine living a life like this, bent over. I, matter of fact, I actually saw several months an extreme case where this, this gentleman literally was like, you know, if you bend over and touch the ground like this, he was actually, he was in that position. So imagine living a life 18 years. Imagine eating. You can never see anyone's face. How can you really interact with someone? And, and Jesus said, shouldn't this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, be loosed and whom Satan has bound these 18 years? So what he's saying is the one who does those things is Satan. The Bible says in St. John 10, 10, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So if you're ever confused, if you're ever wondering, it doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense or not. If it's good, it's God. If it's not, it's not him. It's not him. It's not him. Because remember, the, remember we talked about the love connection. We said that it shared that us in, in St. John, I mean, 1 John chapter 4, that Jesus was the full manifestation of the love of God. Right? Right? And love always, and love is truth, and love always tells the truth. Amen? All right, so we'll get back to this. So now, so Jesus, he is answering this. Mm. Mm. Praise God, praise God, praise God. I'm just paying attention here for a second. Okay, and uh, G okay, so Jesus, he answers this. Neither have this man sent, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So then this, Jesus said, 
thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle. So again, we talked about this. Jesus now spits on the ground. Let's see, he spits on the ground and then he stirs it up. Stirs it up. Then what Jesus does, he scoops it up. Now, it's a good thing that this man was born fully blind because he probably wouldn't let the next part happen. (laughs) So Jesus now takes this paste that he has and he puts it on the man's eyes. And then he tells him to go wash in the pool of Salem. So now the guy goes, he still is blind, the word has still come, but it's not until he actually washes that he receives his sight. So, you know, I, I, I joke with my wife, I said, if she ever get a little spray, I said, you know that's annoying spittle, right? <laughs> it's annoying spittle. So if y'all on the first row, it's, it's okay, it's annoying spittle. But so so let's see what happened here. He received the word. What was the word to him? The word to him was go wash. He hears the word. He receives the word. And he believes the word. How do we know that he believes the word? Because he acts on the word. He's acting on this word. So he goes over and he washes it and then he begins to see. Again, faith does not always make sense, but faith always makes good. So what do we have there? We have the word, right? We have the person hearing, he hears the word, he receives the word, He believes the word and he acts on the word. Say, well, what does it say about speaking? See, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes what happens is a person may get healed on someone else's faith. But what will happen if they don't stay in line, they will actually lose their healing. So it will require to them, if someone gets healed off of someone else's faith, it will require them to stay in faith, right, and build themselves up believing the truth. We're talking about case studies. We're seeing it. Now, are are you underlining? Are you seeing it? Are you highlighting those words? Because, again, when you are in a trial, when you are in a test, when when you're believing God for something, that's not the time to try to call someone. Right? But the thing about it, you know, have you ever studied a subject or been in school or you're just some type of professional or something like that? You have books you can always go back to to refer? You have some type of training? Well, this is, this is our manual which we are to go back to to, to, to refer to. Because, see, what will happen is if, if you're doing it out of memory, it's real easy to skip a step. But when we need something to be made good, that's not good. We don't have time to try to remake it again. You know, it's like if, if you were preparing a dinner for someone and you know that they're going to be at 7 o'clock, be there at 7 o'clock, 
and you start making everything at, at 6 and you burn it at 6.45, there's not enough time to start all over. Not if it's supposed to start at 7. So why do it over and over again? Why not do it right the first time? Right? Why not walk in faith the first time? Why not believe God the first time? Right? Why not receive it the first time? Anyone with me? Let's do it the first time. All right, so, so we saw this other case study, right? So we, we talked about this. So by him going to wash, he, this is actually him doing that. So now we're going to go to another case study. So again, we're just looking at case studies. Let's take a look at Luke chapter 7. Remember, there are many case studies in the Bible that you can look at. You know, think about Noah, right? Noah... God told him to build an ark. He gave him specific dimensions, right? Specific dimensions. So he starts working on this ark. But the reason why God told him to work on the ark is because it was going to rain. But it had never rained before. So him working on the ark was actually the faith of Noah. How long was Noah in faith? A hundred and twenty years. Woo! A hundred and twenty years. Not only that, but God told him to preach. It's going to rain. So he's working on the, he's working on the ark, and he's preaching. It's going to rain. The same. No, no. We've only been on faith for a couple of weeks. Now, can you imagine? 120 years, yeah, <laughs> right, right. He's been preaching the same message for 120 years. Because what? God is merciful. Giving people an opportunity to turn towards God, to come in, because it was not God's desire that all would perish. So he had a way of escape to him, for them, but they didn't want to hear it. Right? So people will say, well, God did this. No, they chose that. They chose not to receive his goodness. They chose not to receive his, his, his deliverance, his victory. Right? So now, now, this is the great thing about it. So Noah's in faith for 120 years. Well, how much time did God say that man should live on the earth? He said 120 years. What? God's best is that we live on this earth 120 years which means that we should be in faith all the days of our lives. Amen? Amen? All right, all right, come on. So, all right, so we're talking about these case studies. I mean, I'm excited about this. I'm seeing the, seeing the victory that we get through this. So now we're looking in Luke chapter 7, and we'll start with verse 1. And when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion's servant, who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. So another way that we can say this is he actually loved the guy. Right? See, a lot of times we see this like this servant was dear to him. That's another way of saying, remember we talked about uh, we talked about phileo. This Philadelphia, you know about from the city of Philadelphia, the brotherly love. So this is brotherly love. This is the love that he had for him. 
You know you see people at work every day, you get to know them, you interact with them. You begin to, you love, you have a love for them. You don't want anything bad to happen to them, right? So this is what's going on with the centurion. He's, his servant is at the point of death. And it says, when he heard Jesus, he sent elders to him. Now, who is Jesus? Jesus is the word. So he had been hearing and hearing about Jesus. So when he heard that Jesus was by, he sent someone to him. So we have the word, right? We have hearing. We also have receiving. Because if he didn't believe what he heard, he would, if he wouldn't receive what he heard, he wouldn't have believed it and sent someone out. Right? So we're seeing these, we're seeing the case study of faith work. Okay? And when he had heard Jesus, he sent elders to him of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come heal his servant. And when he, uh, and when he came to Jesus, he besought him instantly, saying that the centurion was worthy that he should do this, for he loved our nation. So again, we see that he is a man of love, and love never fails. Amen? Uh, for he built us a synagogue, and Jesus told them, and Jesus went with him, and when he was now not far from the centurion's house, the centurion sent friends saying, uh, saying, Lord, don't trouble yourself. I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. Neither thought I myself worthy that thou should come to, that I should come to you. But say in a word, again, we're seeing the word, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. So, what do we see? We see this gentleman now releasing his faith. Why? He's saying, you don't have to come to me, but speak the word and my servant will be healed. This causes Jesus to stop in his tracks. Like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> like, like, whoa. Like, I ain't seen, he's like, Jesus like, I heard of this type of faith, no, not in all of Israel. And then we be, it goes to talk about why this centurion gets this concept. He gets this concept because he's been working in this thing where he tells a soldier to go do something and the, consult, and the soldier go does it. He said, go do this. He tells another one, come, he come this. In other words, he's used to giving orders and the orders being followed. He's used to authority. See, we miss it when we don't respect authority. When we don't respect authority, what winds up happening is this. You don't think so, but you actually transfer that same mindset about authority to every authority. That's why the word of God says that a little leaven leavens the whole loaf. So if a husband doesn't honor his wife or the wife doesn't honor the husband, then guess what? That lack of honor will be in the kids. Then they'll have a lack of honor for the teacher. Then they'll have a lack of honor for the police officer. 
how many know that? That's a bad place to be. A lack of honor, a lack of authority will cost you. And I'm not just talking about here, but it will cost you in this relationship, your relationship with God. Because you're like, oh yeah, that's God. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. He's our father and we can come to him and say, hey dad, how you doing? We can have that relationship. And I'm not saying that we, it's formal, okay? I'm not saying that. What I am saying though, it's a, it's a position that they are placed in. Keeping him in that position, in that and that place in your heart where you are God and it doesn't matter what I say. What do I mean by it doesn't matter what I say? If you say that's it, then that's it. If you tell me that my hair looks better short, then that my hair looks better short. If you tell me that I should be living in another state, then I should be living in another state. If you tell me that I should go to a different job, then I should go to a different job. If you tell me that all this studying I've been doing to get this degree and I finally get this degree and then you tell me to work in a different industry, then I should be working in a different industry. Honor simply says, it's what you say. But now God, this is what I love about God. He'll say this, hey, come let us reason together. Let us talk together. Let's spend time together. See, God wants to bring us up. And I know I've been saying that over and over again. And the reason why I'm saying it over and over again is because God wants us to know that he wants us to come up. He wants us to come up. He wants us to live at a higher, a higher realm, a higher level. But it's going to take faith in order to do it. This is what I love about God. God will take a person with no education and take them to the top. See, information is really good, but revelation is much better. Revelation of the truth will change, radically change your life. Revelation causes faith for you to walk it out. Amen. So now we're still talking about here, this centurion, right? So what did we get? We got the centurion, he heard the word, right? So are you, I mean, are you still circling these things? Are you still highlighting these things? Are you still drawing your attention to these things? Because we want to see what actually happens. He, he heard the word, he received the word, he believed the word, he, sp he spoke the word, and he act on the word. How did he act on the word? He told him, don't even come under my house. I don't even need you to come under my roof. Just say it and my servant will be healed. And this is someone who's dear to him. So evidently he believed it or he wouldn't have said it. Because he's not playing with someone he loves life. Amen? All right, so we see these things that has happened. We've seen these couple different case studies. Well, let's do this. Let's take a look at Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. We're going to look at another case study. 
these case studies will allow you to sharpen your faith. What do I mean sharpen? The reason why the doctors use a scalpel is because it allows them to be precise. The reason why they use laser incisions because it allows them to be even more precise. See, as we look at these case studies, you you have had some you've had some level of success in your faith. But how can we be more surgical? How can we be more specific? How can we be more direct in our faith? Because what do you want? What something you don't want to say is this. Lord, whatever you say is good. What I mean by that, if I'm going to do this, but I'm believing for whatever harvest. Well, if you're believing for whatever harvest, how do you know if you ever got it? How do you know if you ever got it? And then what will happen is you'll get the enemy start talking in your, in your ear that, guess what? I, why do you keep doing that? Because you never get a harvest. But harvest been showing up all this time, but you don't realize it's the harvest because you don't know what it is. You didn't, you didn't, put, you didn't put a name on it. You didn't, you didn't say, I'm believing for this. Remember, you can't have faith where the will of God is not known. The will of God gives you a promise. A promise has an answer. If you're believing for healing, what are you going to get? Healing. If you're believing for finances, what are you going to get? Finances. If you're believing for peace, what are you going to get? You're going to get peace. So we should always be sowing the seed or standing in faith, believing for the harvest. See, faith knows the end result. Faith knows the end result. When that gentleman turned, that nobleman turned to go home because his son was about to die, he knew the end result was that his child was going to live. The centurion knew when he sent people to Jesus, he knew that his servant was going to live. The blind man, when he went to, to the pool to go wash his eyes, guess what? He knew the end result was him seeing. Faith knows the end before they begin. What do you say? Well, God is telling me to do something, but I don't know what the end result is going to be. This is an answer that will cover those those things at any time. If God is telling you to do something, the end result is victory. It's victory. The victory may be for you. The victory may be for someone else. But it's always victory. It's always victory. Okay. All right, so how many of you remember the the, the account of the rich young ruler in the Bible. Remember? So what happens? There's this rich young ruler. He is, he comes to, to Jesus. He said, good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, I really like this case study because you can look at this particular case in two other, I mean, three different gospels. 
What I love about that is because it allows you to see different things that they emphasize. Because one of them says that the rich young ruler ran to Jesus and fell to his knees. Let me ask you this. Would you fall to your knees to someone who you didn't think had the answer? No. But not only that, when he ran to and fell to his knees, he said, good master. So he knew that he was good. So he, he said, what must I do to, to inherit eternal life? And then Jesus goes on and he begins to tell him about the commandments. This is what I love about God. He could have went right to the juggler and said, this is the issue. But he didn't do it. <laughs> he could have said, this is where you messed up. But he didn't. See, God is love. He said, you know, you know don't kill, don't steal, honor your mother and your father. And one said, another one of the three gospels says, uh, it says, and love thy neighbor. Right? So that's why I say, you look at the different translations, you'll get more and more out of it. Okay, so what winds up happening now is, he said, sell what you, so he told him that. He said, all this have I kept from my youth. And other, all those things that you told me, I've been doing. So Jesus it says that Jesus loved him. So now, this is the motivation for what he's about to tell him now. He said, there's one thing you lack. Now, how many of you would love for God to say to you, there's one thing you lack? <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> you know, God is working on us all, but this, this person, he said, there's one thing you lack. He said, sell everything you have. I'm talking about eternal life. Sell everything you have, give to the poor, and follow me. One, one of the translations, one of the Bible says that he was sad at that saying. But there was another one that says he was very sad at that saying. He was very sad at that saying. And then he went away grieved. So let's, let's see what was on the table. Right? He told him, sell what you have and give to the poor. Now, what is, let's look at Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Just remember that. Just look at that for a second. Let's see something. The word of God is never broken. It always works, right? It, it, it's, it goes together. It flows together. It's always harmonious, right? So in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, it simply says this. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, Summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Let's read that last part. Shall not cease. 
that means that it will continue to go on. It will, this is a perpetual law as long as the earth remains. So when Jesus told him to sell what he had and to give to the poor, what was going to happen to him? What was going to happen to him? He was going to get a harvest. See, God wasn't trying to hurt him, but what he was doing was dealing with the heart issue. He was dealing with the heart issue because what was happening is he had so he held on to the stuff in his heart. And because he was holding on to that with his heart, Jesus was trying to let him to let it go from his heart so that he could hear. Because I'm just thinking about this. Is he probably didn't even hear the next thing that Jesus said when he was talking to him. He said, come and follow me. He probably didn't hear that because that's, he had that stuff in his heart like, oh man, you're telling me to give up all this stuff. Jesus still talking. And while he's talking, this is the, what's going on in his heart. Come on, Jesus, you know how long I worked, how hard we did me and my family, we did this stuff, and I did all, all this stuff it took me. And he's, he's having this conversation while Jesus is still talking to him. Because Jesus offered him to be on his ministry team. Think about that. Praise the Lord. Jesus offered him to be on his ministry team. Now think about this. He would have, he could have possibly had a gospel. He could have been a Mark, a Luke, a John. But he gave it up because he couldn't believe. You say, what? What do you mean he couldn't believe? He knew that Jesus was good. He said it himself. He dropped to his knees to worship him. He knew it. But when it came to the rubber meeting the road, when it came on the acting part, when it came on the acting part, he couldn't do it. Because he wasn't hearing the word. Remember we said faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God? In other words, hearing the word of God and let it keep being in your ear to the point that it speaks to you. And he stopped it before he could allow it to speak to him. And as a result, he missed it. He missed being on Jesus' team. Nothing else is ever said about this person. The purpose of these case studies is not only God trying to get stuff to you, but it's also God desiring to get stuff in the earth. God, there's things God wanted in the earth. There's things that God wanted in the earth. But the way, remember, the way things get from the super to the, to the natural what? It's through that bridge of faith. 
the victory that God needs you to walk in to be the billboard is going to happen through faith. The purpose for these case studies is so that we can be laser-like in our be laser-like in our application of faith. Bringing about what it is that we are standing in faith for. And the end result will always be victory. That's the whole reason Jesus came, was for victory. How many of you know, it, it doesn't make sense that a baby being born will lead to our victory. But faith makes good. Jesus was the, he, not only was he the love of God, but he was the faith of God. Say what? Yeah, he was the faith of God. Remember in the garden, when man said, when Adam said, Jesus said, and the seed of the woman, he released his faith saying shall crush the head of the enemy. God himself operates in faith. And God has called us all to operate in faith. And like Noah, all the days of our life. Amen? Every head bowed and every eye closed. Father, we thank you right now for what you're doing. Father God, we thank you for this this message on, of faith. You are a faith God. And we thank you, Lord God, as the word of God has been spoken. We make a decision here to believe the word of God. To believe that the word is at work in us. And Father God, right now, I just, I just want to talk to you all. Maybe, maybe you haven't been using your faith like you should be using your faith. This is the decision for you to, for you to, the Bible says if we judge ourselves, we won't be judged. Maybe you haven't been using your faith as you should. You've only been using it here sparingly and there sparingly. Or what you have been calling faith has not actually been faith. You know what, let's do this. The word of God says that if, if we confess our sins that he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So let's right, right now, let's confess it to your father that you haven't been walking this life of faith, that you haven't been living this faith or you've been using what you call faith and not what he has called faith. Well, if you enjoyed today's podcast, there's a couple things I would love for you to do. Subscribe rate and review this podcast you can also invest in helping us empower others to follow jesus by texting any dollar amount to 512-520-0185 thanks again for joining us today on the faithful life austin podcast